You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. Alabama held their pro day yesterday. Well, part one of their pro day. Who stood out most and maybe raised their draft stock? We'll catch up with Ryan Fowler, host of the game on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa to get his thoughts. Also, we will go around the conference as Rocky Top loses one of their top basketball assistants. LSU football coach Ed Ogeron says he'll be more hands-on. And some more spring football tidbits. And a big weekend of SEC baseball. We'll tell you how to catch some of the biggest matchups this weekend. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure and subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Before we catch up with Ryan Fowler, let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. Alabama held their first of two pro days on Tuesday. Some of the numbers that stood out. Defensive tackle Christian Barmore, who's over 300 pounds, ran a 4.99 40-yard dash. So got him under the five-second mark. And conversely, Alex Leatherwood, 300-pound offensive lineman, he ran a 4.95 40-yard dash. So really impressive. The two big men under or over 300 pounds running under five seconds flat. Offensive lineman Deontay Brown, he ran a 545 40-yard dash. Tight end Miller Forstall ran a 480. And quarterback Mac Jones ran a 475. All eyes were on cornerback Patrick Sertan as he really impressed running a 441 40-yard dash. Took 18 reps on the 225 pounds on the bench press. A couple scouts talking about Patrick Sertan said he's definitely in the mix to be the first corner cornerback off the board in this year's draft thought that he had a really solid workout the numbers were great thought the field workout he moved around was really fluid for a big guy which is not easy to do so some interesting notes there from Alabama's pro day wide receivers Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell as well as running back Najee Harris and linebacker Dylan Moses they did not take part in the pro day neither did offensive lineman Landon Dickerson who is working back from knee surgery but Mac Jones will throw next week at the uh, second Alabama Pro Day. Over in hoops, Tennessee assistant coach Kim English is leaving for a head coaching position. The assistant coach has been a member of Rick Barnes's Tennessee coaching staff throughout one of the best runs in program history, but as the case with many successful assistants, he is uh, getting a promotion to a head coaching position. English will be the next head coach at George Mason. According to multiple reports, Rick Barnes hired Kim English from Colorado back in 2019, and he has helped Tennessee recruit at an elite level ever since that time. He played for the Missouri Tigers and was a two-time All-Big 12 selection before a brief NBA career. One other note for the Tennessee Vols, English was heavily involved in the recruitment of five-star 2021 point guard Kennedy Chandler, who was signed to play for the Vols next season. So when he posted something on social media Tuesday night with a note attached, a lot of Tennessee fans were... Freaking out, saying, oh, here we go. Here comes the decommitment. But as you could read in Kennedy's Kennedy Chandler's post, he simply wanted to wish English the best at George Mason and reaffirmed his commitment to Tennessee. It's good news for the Vols as Chandler is the top-rated player in their incoming recruiting class. Per 24-7 sports composite rankings, Chandler is the number two point guard in the 2021 class and the number one overall recruit from the state of Kansas. 
Over at LSU football, we know that their defense did not perform very well last year under Bo Pelini, but apparently head coach Ed Ogeron was not heavily involved in the defensive planning last year, but that will not be the case any longer. Coach O talking with the media on Tuesday night says he coached defense for 40 years, but was very hands-off last year. Not the case this year. He said if he sees something he doesn't like, they're not going to do it. He's going to jump in. So new defensive coordinator Durante Jones will deal with a much more hands-on coach. Oh, will that lead to a better defense? Well, can't be much worse than LSU was last year defensively. Over in Oxford at Ole Miss, for the first time in the Lane Kiffin era, spring football opened up in Oxford with the Rebels hitting the practice field yesterday. Any gains this season on the gridiron will come without the presence of five players. As Lane Kiffin announced, five current players will not be suiting up for camp. Starting running back, Jerry and Ely, backup quarterback slash receiver John Rice Plumley, both playing for the Ole Miss baseball team while injuries will sideline tight end Casey Kelly, safety Dalen Gill, and defensive back DeMarco Williams. So a handful of guys not going to be with the Rebs on the practice field this spring. Ole Miss going to have their pro day on Thursday, and normally those are for outgoing players to showcase their skills for the NFL scouts, but sometimes former players come back to try to get a job in the NFL. That will be the case at Ole Miss on Thursday as 24-7 Sports reports quarterback Chad Kelly and a pair of ex-Ole Miss receivers will be participating in the pro day along with the outgoing class of Rebels. Kelly was most recently with the Indianapolis Colts, but he was released last September. Catching passes for Kelly will be former Ole Miss wide receivers Demarcus Lodge, and Demarie Stringfellow. All three former Rebels were recently released from NFL teams. Per a uh, press release, Auburn basketball, they're going to be heading to the Bahamas for the Battle for Atlantis event, and they'll be joined by some big-name programs. Auburn, which will make its first appearance at the tournament next season, will be joined by Arizona State, Baylor, UConn, Loyola Chicago, Michigan State, Syracuse, and VCU. All of those teams, except Auburn and Arizona State, made the tournament this year. Baylor, Loyola, Chicago, and Syracuse are all currently in the Sweet 16. So we'll see how Bruce Pearl fares next year after uh, being held out of postseason play this year. Over at Mizzou, following their first round loss to Oklahoma in the NCAA tournament, big name guard Xavier Pinson posted a message on social media, social media saying he was unhappy, he didn't play much down the stretch in a tight game against Oklahoma, and now it seems the relationship is beyond repair as it was reported last night that Pinson has entered the transfer portal. He started all 26 games for Quanzo Martin and the Tigers, averaging almost 14 points, close to three assists and close to three rebounds per game. It's a big loss for Mizzou if Xavier Pinson is on the move. Over at Auburn, JT Thor, he officially has one foot out the door, but doesn't mean he won't return for a second year on the Plains. The freshman big man announced on Tuesday he declared for the NBA draft but will not be hiring an agent at this time, which gives him the option of coming back to Auburn next year. JT Thor appeared in 27 games for Auburn last season, averaged close to 10 points and five rebounds per game. And one more name on Tuesday, Texas A&M guard Savion Flagg announced on Twitter he was entering the transfer portal this past season. He only started eight of the Aggies' 17 games, averaged almost nine points a game, four and a half rebounds. In SEC baseball, the updated USA Today coaches poll is out. And what do you know? Five SEC teams in the top five once again. Vanderbilt coming in at number one. Arkansas number two. 
Ole Miss number three, Mississippi State number four, and Florida at number five. Rounding out the top 25, Tennessee comes in ninth, LSU 16th, South Carolina number 23, and Alabama number 24. So almost the entire SEC (laughs) has been ranked at some point this season in baseball. And speaking of baseball, it's going to be a big weekend for some big matchups in the SEC. We'll have a meeting between number uh, – this is from ESPN's rankings. They have number two Arkansas against number three Mississippi State in Starkville on Sunday. Be among more than 150 college baseball games being televised this week across ESPN's slate. Their ESPNU slate opens with Alabama at number four Ole Miss on Thursday night. Newly minted number one Vanderbilt will play at Missouri Thursday night on the SEC Network. And the SEC Network will also have a ranked doubleheader on Sunday as number five Florida squares off with number 25 South Carolina for game three of their weekend series ahead of, uh, that'll be at noon, ahead of number two Arkansas at number three Mississippi State at 3 p.m. Sunday on the SEC Network. So full slate. Uh, Saturday night we'll get uh, Kentucky at Auburn will be on the SEC Network as well. Uh, Friday night, I believe they'll also have Georgia at Texas A&M. So a big weekend of SEC baseball as uh, we get full on into conference play. And look, when everybody's ranked, it's uh, somebody's got a, a chance to uh, upset somebody somewhere. So it's going to be a fun weekend of SEC baseball. When we return, we're going to talk with Ryan Fowler. We'll talk all about Alabama's pro day as well as a little bit on Alabama's chances against UCLA in the Sweet 16. That's next. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. It is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but Blue Chew comes in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. It combats all forms of ED, can help men gain that extra confidence when it is time to perform, and Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. It'll ship right to your door in a discreet package, and the process is very simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it is all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problem here, as they are chewable, and they are made in the USA and prepare uh, and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. If you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety info. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can try BlueChew for free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. You just pay the $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this podcast. We've been telling you guys about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. They are the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber Amazing tasting protein bar, 100% chocolate on all their bars. And I've been trying a bunch of different ones. I found a couple that were my favorite, but I've been trying a couple of the variety packs to try some different flavors. The birthday cake, not a bad one. It's like a white chocolate on it. But uh, now is the time they're trying to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is between cookies and cream, which is one of my favorites, versus coconut almond and if you want to vote on that you can go to builtbar.com or on their twitter account bar underscore built and you can make your vote 
My vote's cookies and cream. You vote with your heart how you're feeling. But remember, if you find something you like at BuiltBar.com, when you check out, use the promo code LOCKED15 on your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who's won or who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to make the, the toughest throws that I could, and I, I tried to show a little bit of everything, even if I was a little bit uncomfortable with it, um, just to show that I'm going to come out here and compete. doesn't really matter who I'm throwing to. Obviously, I had five great guys, two underclassmen, and um, you know, Miller was great at tight end, Carl was great, and then Josh McMillan, who's only done that a handful of times. So it was fun. I mean, I came out here and, and then slung it around. Obviously, I wish I had a bunch of throws back, but it is what it is, and I watched the tape, and of course, I'm going to be a little frustrated about the ones I missed, but it is what it is. Well, I think you're going to fall in love with a guy that uh, is really a hard worker. Uh, he's a good leader. Uh, the guy is very committed to being uh, the best player that he can be. Uh, he's smart. Uh, he's going to know the offense inside out. Uh, he makes quick decisions. He's got great judgment, and he's very accurate with the ball. So uh, I think the combination of those things is going to make him a fine player at the next level. Run along here, locked on SEC, and pleasure to talk with this guy. He is the uh, afternoon drive host on 100.9, the Tide in uh Tuscaloosa, of course, uh, the game on 100.9. He is Ryan Fowler covering all things Alabama Crimson Tide, and he joins us now. Ryan, how are you, man? It's got to be a good time to talk Alabama sports. My goodness, they've been dominating in everything as of late. Yeah, I've got my dancing shoes on. I mean, I'm ready to go. (laughs) I I traded in my football cleats for uh, dancing, but, uh, you know, we've been spending a lot of time talking about Alabama basketball. Nick Saban called me the other night and said, uh, you know, I'm jealous of all this attention. I'm just teasing, by the way, but we're, we're normally a football show four hours a day, five days a week, 52 weeks out of the year. We talk really nothing but Alabama football, but – uh, because of Nate Oates, we've been talking a little basketball for the last two or three months. <laughs> it really is incredible as uh, Alabama heads to the Sweet 16. I'll, I'll save my basketball f- question for you uh, towards the end, but I want to start with uh, Alabama's Pro Day. Um, first off, is, is Alabama the only school that has not one but two different Pro Days? And why is that? Is that because of all the diff- all the talent that they tend to have every year? Well, I think that's some of it, but I think sometimes they do – what I've been known as is, okay, they do the NFL Combine, and then they do another, uh, usually the pro day on like the Tuesday or Wednesday after the NFL Combine weekend, and so there's normally a gap, so if you if you don't run well there, you can you know have a chance to do it again and, and maybe increase your, uh, your 40 time or your you know bench press or whatever, and then normally they try to have another day where they clean up, maybe some of the guys that are injuries, and they just need a couple of extra weeks, and uh, they've been able to do that. So when you look at Alabama, they, there's definitely a lot. I think they could probably squeeze it in in one day, but there is you know, quite a few athletes, and I try to explain this to my audience today. The Alabama Pro Day is housed in the Alabama facility, and 99.9% of all Alabama guys, but the, from occasion, there'll be a lot of other guys that will come in to Alabama's Pro Day from other schools, like some of the local colleges here, 
like University of West Alabama or Steelman, uh, when you look at uh, even some of the guys who missed their pro days at some of these other bigger schools, you know, will come in because of the facilities are so, you know, top-notch and off the charts. So you get a lot of Alabama guys, but it, it's usually a pretty full, uh, packed day. And I, I saw, you know, quite a few guys that uh, were previous players also going back through pro day to maybe increase their time and, you know, to grab somebody's attention. Well, let's start here, Ryan. Who, from what you observed and what you heard and read and saw, uh, who had the biggest day? I mean, I, I think I saw the most headlines from uh, Patrick Sertan, ran a four forty one forty. but was it Sertan or was it somebody else that stood out in your mind? Well, I mean, I, I think, it, you know, his his bench press, I think, grabbed everybody with 225 pounds. And, you know, when, when he uh, took off his – you know, his shirt ran the 40-yard dash. People went, whoa, wow, that's a defensive back because uh, I tell you this, he knows the directions to the weight room, and that's an obvious uh, work ethic that, that you got to look at. you got to say, hey, this guy was going to be a top-ten pick regardless, but this guy's going to bust his butt. And, and, and I think that has to jump off to, you know, those individuals that are looking to scout these guys. So, that was big. Uh, Mac Jones running a four seven forty. I, I love that right there. It was off the, the charts too. Uh, you know, when, when when I look at that, I mean that was that was huge. Uh, four seven forty forty yard dash. And then when you also back up and you take a look at um, the two guys that went over three fifty, Christian Barmore and Alex Leatherwood, both running under uh, under a five flat. That was pretty crazy, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think both of those guys are names we've heard a lot of. And, I mean, what's the consensus? I mean, I've read some of the mock drafts out there and all that, but, I mean, it, you know, could it be six guys that go end up going in the in the first round this year from Alabama? Yeah, I think there could be. I, I think there could be six guys. Now, listen, it'll take some work uh, to get some six guys, but, you know, I, I just back up and I take a look at, you know, guys like Mac Jones, where would this guy, let's say if we don't have football this past year, let's say that we don't have a season, that we don't have a chance to showcase the talent. You ever think about Mac Jones, where he would have been this time last year in the draft pecking order? And now we're talking about a guy that, you know, may be one of the first three or four quarterbacks off the draft board. You never know exactly how these draft boards realistically look. You know, we hear different things, but think about, okay, wait, and, and also think about this. Najee Harris today, uh, where would he have been this time last year? Yeah, his stock would have been high, but he improved his draft status. And, uh, you know, I, I think the other conversation was what Najee did for his teammates, and I'm sure you probably covered the story, uh, but missing the flight back in Dallas last night because of some weather problems uh, that, that he wasn't able to get a flight back to Birmingham. And he had nothing to do today. But And I think he's going to be that guy that's going to be in a few weeks. Uh, that's going to be that second pro day. But that he got in his car and drove nine hours, not to work out, but to support his fellow Crimson Tide athletes. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing uh, when I when I talk about Najee Harris. I mean, the guy wins all the awards for great teammate. I mean, we heard about him at the Senior Bowl where he showed up and started taking part in the workouts, even though his agent told him not to. And 
you know, I said he checks the box there. He's a football guy. And then today we heard the story of, you know, he doesn't, uh, yeah, he misses his flight because of bad weather and decides to drive the nine hours to Tuscaloosa, you know, checks the box of great teammate. And then, of course, you know, I think to the sports center, uh, the game day, you know, specials they did with him with the, with the kid in the hospital and all that. I mean, it seems like Najee Harris is everything you want off the field in addition to what he was on the field as well, right? No, he, he is a really, really good, um, you know, individual. Just just by watching him, I mean, I, I, you know, trust me, when you do radio in Tuscaloosa, you hear a lot of rumblings, right? You hear, hey, you know, this guy's, you know, kind of character issue. This guy's out doing this. He's doing this. And you got to filter all that out, right? I, I mean, as a media guy, I don't think I've ever heard one negative thing said about Najee Harris. I, I, and I, that just... You know, you hear all kind of stuff in college town. Uh, but Najee is a guy that's just all business, man. I mean, he just – and I think – listen, I'm not sure he was the great teammate um, that he is today. And I'm not saying he was a bad teammate, but I don't think he was a guy that when you look as a, a guy who came in out of Antioch, California, and a lot of these guys, they have, they're, they're five stars, they come in, and, and, and they have to remove that I-I-I because you got to remember, these guys were superstars on their college campus. They were a guy who, you know, were to lean on it with, with you know, that, that with their success, uh, the team's success hinged on their individual success. Well, when you get to Alabama, everybody's a five-star or at least a four-star. So you gotta, you got to have to kind of work through uh, that and, and kind of, and I think that's where Nick Saban does not get enough credit in this area that he's able to develop these guys and able to move them into a direction. I just think he's incredible when, when you look at managing personalities and getting all that I out of them and more about we and us. And that's where you see this team hoisting up a trophy down in Miami. More with Ryan Fowler right after this. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We know that uh, the football season is over. New one will be right around the corner, but we're in the midst of the tournament, the big basketball tournament. You know which one, and uh, we got tons of action to get in on this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And Bet Online has got all the games for you, all the lines of these Sweet 16 matchups. Hey, just because they're double-digit seeds doesn't mean they can't pull off the upsets. You feel good about taking somebody as a Live dog, you think that they can pull off the, uh, the upset straight up? You can put some uh, some cash on them over at betonline.ag. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline is covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website right now. Use your mobile device, laptop, whatever you use. You can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 5 0 50% when you use our promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It is Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Are you ready for the NFL draft? You can join locked on NFL draft hosts Trevor Sakema and Benjamin Solak as they give you the Latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast either on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Continue our conversation with Ryan Fowler. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan C. Fowler. Of course, he's the afternoon drive host on uh, the of the game on 100.9. Uh, the Tide there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Ryan, we, we talked a little bit about Mac Jones, and obviously he's going to throw next week at the the Pro Day Round 2 for Alabama. But I love everything we've heard and read about Mac Jones. Obviously, look, he made leaps and bounds on the field this year as a leader and as a passer and all that. But, you know, I I think I was critical of him at times because it's so hard to get a judge, right, when he's playing behind five-star old linemen and he's throwing the ball to five-star receivers who were just running and going to get the ball. I just start to wonder, man, it's so tough to get a real gauge on how good is he? You know, can he do this without the five-star talent at every position? And then, you know, we heard about him going down to the senior bowl and, you know, I know – Several of the coaches down there were very impressed with him, impressed with his work ethic. And now, you know, we heard him interviewed by the NFL Network saying that you know, he watches four hours of film a day. I mean, he says all the right things, but is this a guy who, in your opinion, can be successful at the next level without those stud elite athletes all around him? Yes, you can build a franchise around Mac Jones. I, I really believe that. And I probably wouldn't have said that nowhere near last year. Because we've talked about Tua and Jalen and Tua and Jalen. And I think Mac Jones, I mean, the guy knows Mandarin Chinese. I mean, and, and I mean, you don't take that just because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of a dummy, right? I mean, you take that because you need something to intellectually challenge you. And I think that's where Mac Jones, uh, I don't think that part of dissecting the game. I was told by some of his teammates on a particular event, and we were talking about some former guys who told me, he said, you know, this guy, with just understanding what Nick Saban wanted him to be, he grasped that. And to dissect that defense or, or to, to know all 21 other positions other than his own, I, I think that's, that's the part of the quarterback position that I think at times is missing. But I think Mac Jones maybe uh, has brought that back of reading a defense, understanding uh, what the defense is, just kind of take what the defense will give you. Take what the defense will give you. Take what the defense will give you. If I, uh, This is a tough question for you now. If I told you you had to buy stock in one of the three guys for the next five years, Tua, uh, Jalen Hurts, or right. Mac Jones, who would you buy stock in for the next five years at the NFL level? I like Jalen as a competitor. Uh, I like Jalen's I mean, his story's pretty cool when you get benched and you kind of fight through that. I, I look at I, – I still think that there's some things that he needs to do. Listen, he, this guy's made more money in the last three months than I'll make in my entire uh, radio career, okay? I mean, he, he's made a ton of cash. But I, I think when you look at his game, there's things that are not there that I think the other two have. And, I, and I'm talking about throwing wide receivers open, leading them with a, with a ball, making those quick you know decisions, and, and not running with a football. If, if Jalen gets in trouble, he's going to go first couple of reads, and he's out. He's done. I don't think Mack and Tua do that, and, and I think that's what's going to enhance their NFL profession. Listen, I'm pulling for, for, for Jalen Hurts. I hope he proves me wrong, and I hope he's – you know, a 10-time pro bowler and, you know, 15-year NFL fat. And I, I hope he breaks every single record. I'm not saying I'm not rooting against it. But just looking at the other two guys, so far they've showed me more 
than maybe what Jalen Hurts has showed me uh, as a player. Ryan, uh, Alabama and Nick Saban back on the practice field a, a handful of days now with spring football. Uh, hearing some pretty positive things from Nick Saban on Bryce Young at quarterback. What are what are you hearing? What are the early returns on Bryce Young, the new starting quarterback for the Tide? Yeah, I, I think Bryce is an incredible player. I mean, I, I think he's a guy that, you know, I mean, i got to go back to modern day. And the coach out there that escapes me, the name of the guy, but he's been out there forever. And he said, I mean, we're talking about some big quarterbacks that have been through uh, modern day out in California. And he pretty much said, hey, this is the best we've ever had come through this program. I think you've got to back up and go, wow, that grabs my attention. So when you look at Alabama and you look at Sean, I, I don't want to hurt the rest of the SEC, but but this guy may be as good as the guys who just left. And you could go Jalen Tua, Mac Jones, A.J. McCarron. Uh, you know, th- this guy is going to be that next superstar quarterback. And I think the game that we have watched evolve, if you don't have an elite quarterback, you're not going to win football games where we're at. And I think that's where Bryce Young is going to be able to take this this university. I think now listen, he didn't have the weapons. There, there's plenty of stock, but they're not developed weapons. And I think that's where Nick Saban uh, will allow this defense to maybe grow and develop right here. Last thing for you, Ryan, before we let you go, two seed Alabama taking on eleven seed UCLA. I mean, I think a lot of us thought they'd be playing a you know a higher seed at this point in Texas. It doesn't make UCLA any less of a dangerous team, but this feels like a game. If Alabama goes out and does what they've done all year, take care of business, they will be moving on to the Elite Eight. What are your thoughts? I think they'll take care of business. I think this Alabama team is on a roll. Uh, listen. A couple of weeks ago, I had Jerry Palm on from CBS Sports who said Alabama could be one of those teams that could cut down the nets at the end of the uh, the season. I went, well, well you, you talking about the SEC tournament? Uh, <laughs> are you talking I – mean, what, what, what are you talking about when you talk about Alabama cutting down the nets? And he laid it out there, and I went, okay, okay. And, and he laid it out. And, and at that moment, it kind of seemed like a silly comment. That comment doesn't seem silly anymore. I think Alabama's got a chance. I think Alabama's got a chance uh, to really make an Elite Eight Final Four run. And if things go their way, let's say that you know they're going to play Gonzaga on that side of the bracket. Let's say Gonzaga has an off night, which right now looks kind of impossible for those guys. And what if Alabama plays the way that they did against Maryland last night? Now we're talking about a different conversation. So I think Alabama – is a team that's going to make it to the Elite Eight. I'd like to see this team go beyond that. Only time will tell because uh, they've been a little bit on a roller coaster up and down. To, we saw it against Iona, maybe a little bit slow, uh, but then they came out and exploded last night for almost 100 points. Uh, this Alabama team's legit. Uh, there is no doubt when we say that Alabama has been the center of the sports universe for about the past six to eight months, and uh, they continue to yeah. do so. <laughs> he is Ryan. Well, Fo- you, got, you, got, you got gymnastics winning the SEC title. You got Alabama baseball in the top 20, top 25. Softball is at the top. They're sweeping people left and right. You got women's uh, basketball that, that have went to the round of 32. We'll see if they advance beyond that. They'll play Maryland. I mean, this has been a crazy year in Tuscaloosa. 
but it's been a pretty successful year for Alabama fans. Well, I keep saying, Ryan, if you're not careful, the other 13 schools in the SEC are all going to get together and say, hey, we got to figure out the way to, a way to take down the tide in every sport because uh... – Take them out of the SEC. <laughs> make them an independent, right? <laughs> We'll, t- we'll do that. A one-for-one one swap. Notre Dame is now in the SEC. Alabama, you're independent. That's that's what we're going to do. Ryan Fowler, always good to catch up with you, man. Thanks so much for the time. Hey, no doubt. Enjoy the conversation. Thank you guys so much. All right, there he is. Ryan Fowler, uh, host of The Game on 100.9 The Tide in Tuscaloosa. Afternoon drive there and does a great job. And always fun to catch up with him. See him every year at the SEC Media Days and does a fantastic job. Always uh, always a fun conversation with him. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. We'll be back tomorrow talking a little bit of Auburn with our buddy Zach Blackerby from host of Locked on Auburn. Doing a little crossover podcast with him. So uh, we'll get some thoughts from him on Auburn as they are in their spring practice, spring drills. Find out what to expect from Brian Harson in year one with the Tigers. That'll be tomorrow on Lockdown SEC. Appreciate Ryan Fowler for joining us. We will talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Lockdown SEC.